You are listening to the Firecracker Podcast with Tony Rico. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. We're here with another happy, fun-filled episode of, I don't know, the FC Podcast. We're just, we're, we're, everyone's going to wonder what we're laughing at, so. Hey, listen, uh, all right, we got the guys back in. We've got Roman, uh, Donnie, Sean back in. We're going to talk about a few things. It's October, so last year we did one in November. We are kind of... Uh, we were a little cold up there in Big Bear, so we brought it down here a little bit. But I turned the AC on in here, so let me know if it gets a little cool. And I wanted to talk about a couple things. And it being October, I'm going to hit you with this one uh, so you're unprepared for this. But October's Halloween month. So let's start with your the best Halloween costume you ever had. Yeah, think about that one. So you were pumped. Doesn't mean that other people thought it was great, but you were excited oh, I about won, I won two years you in were a row. Excited. Best costume. And you want it where? I was like, one year I was a bag of trash, <laughs> and then another year I was a girl. Until so I got where did, where did we start? Because I, I went start? in the girls' restroom because I was confused. Which <laughs> this now, wasn't high school. No, this was no, this was elementary. Okay. And the principal came and got me, but I won. I had already won for the best costume. As long as you won, I won. Yeah, I won two years in a row. So tell me about the of idea of the trash. What was? I, I'm trying to remember. I just remember my dad taking the charcoal out of the, the barbecue and wiping it all over my face and a glad bag and newspapers and... White trash. Yeah. Were you? You were white. I guess it fits. I'm still living that. <laughs> that's awesome. Donnie can, re- can relate. All right. That's good. That's, that's good. That's good. Be tough to, tough to be. But all I like right. the, the girl one. It worked for me. I don't know why. Maybe that's why people it felt still, good. Yeah, it felt good. <laughs> You know, that's a great thing about Halloween, though, right? Like, yeah. sometimes, you know, no it's judgment. a costume, but we can kind of escape to that other side. So, I don't know. What you got, Donnie? I, I hate to admit it, but uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so politically wrong already. Wow. It, it, was, it was awesome. The skin tone was the same. Um, I was able to dance back then, a few pounds lighter, but I could move around pretty good back in the day. So, yeah. Junior high? No, it was elementary. Uh, elementary? I, I stopped yeah. getting dressed at, at that point in junior high. I was yeah. taking kids' bags. No Halloween home. parties in high school? Or like, yeah, I don't remember dressing it was a up different. Much, it, I mean, yeah. it was a different concept, right? I mean, it was, you know. Well, I don't want to get into a the grown-up contest. Uh, but. All right. We won't do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've got uh, Donnie going blackface. Okay. All right. <laughs> what do you got, Roman? No, I am not. I'm a Scrooge. That's yeah. bottom line. Like, if we're talking holidays... I don't do Halloween. I don't do not even growing up. Not even Friendsgiving. Not ugly sweater. Nothing. I'm bad at. You wore an ugly sweater at the Christmas party mm. to your. And that was supposed to be nice. Oh. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> it was on purpose. It wasn't so, intentional. Yeah. So I don't do. I, I like Halloween. Like the kids like that dress up and you give them candy and stuff. But I don't, I've never really dressed up. Even as a kid, I think as creative as I got is I'd put on like my little league baseball uniform that I was wearing that season and go get some candy and go back to my house. So. I know. I brought and it you down. you love to dress up. I, you love to dress up. Look how today sharp I'm you look today. You look a sharp today, bro. Coach. Thank yeah. you. You look like, yeah, you look <laughs> like a girl today. <laughs> no, I'm going to go in the restroom. The women's restroom right out here. Oh. Wow. I kind of brought it right back down. Let's talk about Joker now since we're, on, yes. since we're down. <laughs> no, let's, let's not. Let's not. All right. Worst costume you ever had. Just didn't work. You, know, you might have been pumped about it ahead of time, and you realize that was kind of... 
that didn't work out. Or maybe you didn't There's get the There's a lot response. of them. You get those costumes that look good in the store, you know, you put it on, you're like, what, what do you think, bro? You know, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Would you get those or but did yeah, you, then you we put make that it our own? freaking plastic mask on and you can't breathe. <laughs> you get the rubber mask and looks great at first. You spend the whole time with the, the, the mask on your head. You that's know? your you don't sleeping actually... arrangement, Donnie. That's not your Halloween. <laughs> Okay, we're going this way on this thing. All right. Do you wear a CPAP? Let me, let me be prepared. Okay. All you CPAPers out there, be proud. That, that, that's all right. Sean just swung it over there. So, All right. Well, that was a little of that. I figured we'd get into a little of childhood history, which we never know where we're going to go with that one, right? Um, all right. So since uh, Roman kind of brought it down a little bit, uh, we'll, we'll kind of swing it over there. So within the last few weeks, man, we lost a great one. We, and, and since we've all been doing this, you know, we've we've said goodbye to quite a few good people uh, that we've known, and uh, so Carlos Hernandez passing away um, suddenly, quickly. I mean, here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so you know, being in our our organization for as long as they were, starting back when they did, uh, uh, the path that Alyssa and Carlos and their family took, uh, finding a home in in the Brashear culture. So you know, you know, for me, um, you know. You know, I have a lot of sayings, and one of them is this never, you know, personal, is just business. Um, and that a lot of the reasons for that is just because the dynamics of dealing with people is tough and, you know, trying to get, you know, the, everybody wants to earn a scholarship or be on the best team and all these different mindsets. So you have to have balances and separations of, you know, how you are with people. And uh, but Carlos was one of those guys that, um, you know, he he made everyone feel better so the personal side of it was was I think different in the sense because no matter what Alyssa did it didn't change him right and no matter how I played Alyssa or did not play Alyssa it didn't change Carlos and 98% of the softball culture families are not that way which I think is a reason why we 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 pay the respect that we do to him because it was it's through the tough part of the business that we all know as coaches you know listen um uh, it's tough you know even even all coaches are trying to do the best they can we all have to make decisions you know how many of those decisions uh, work out how many of them make other people happy so it's really with the tough side of the business that he proved you know who he was i mean Alyssa you know, came up, we had her with our guests with our team a few times, um, you know, decisions were made that didn't work out in that direction. And so there you go. In my years of experience, people will be cordial to you, but you can always sense something, you know, even if they're, they're, they're pretty well presented, but you can always tell Carlos was always, he was still bringing in tamales, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's just, it's just important because, <clears throat> because we spend so much time together on the weekends and more than we really do with our blood families. And so, uh, you know the thing that I want to throw out there to people is just just remember how you're relating to people. So uh, you know he was such such a good man. One of my my favorite Carlos and Alyssa stories is is you know he, Alyssa had come out for our our team in 14 and under and, and and that year in particular we were loaded. We had you know that's the the same year with with Julia Jimenez and Madison Jacobus and and on and on and and um, I was just honest with him after tryouts. I was like. She's very, very good, and she's going to – I mean, she can easily play on this team. The problem is is finding playing time for her. Right. And I said, so at this time, I would really like to um, call around to a couple other firecracker teams where she can get that experience. And then once she gets to where she she can, you know, then we'd love to, to talk. And, and I f thought for sure he'd be like, oh, you know, forget you, whatever. 
Mm. Because that's what the business, that's how the business usually responds. That's how, that's, then that there was, was the culture, right? That, but right. he was different. And, right. and so I had contacted Steve Caswell, and this was 14s, and Caswell, Caswell was like, bro, I could use her on my 16s, bro. And, and I thought for sure, like you said, the culture in softball was, oh, forget that. Carlos did it and stayed in, and, and they just stayed, they stayed the path and without changing. Like it, it, it just, he was, he was that guy. Cause and he could have leveraged her, you know, 100%. she, she's, especially what she was doing in high school and, and, and her, her career there and being the great hitter that she is, you know, Alyssa, like a lot of players, they, they just, you don't know when they're going to ultimately mature, you know, when they're going to professionally mature, I believe still her best days at this level are still in front of her. You know, who, what are the possibilities of what she could be doing by her sophomore full, uh, junior year at Fullerton? Well, the one thing I, games? you know, even talking to George, um, when she was being recruited and Kelly was, you know, Alyssa doesn't flinch, you know, she embraces, you know, the moments. Right. And, you know, I remember we had a game against the bandits in 16s, uh, that ended up going ITB, a back and forth game was a high scoring game. It ended up being like nine to eight or something like that. And she came up in the, uh, bottom of the seventh, two out runner on first down a run. And she hits a, a double to the gap, allows us to tie it. And we ended up winning the game, you know, an inning later. Yeah. And I remember her being interviewed after the game and just watching yeah. the interview and seeing her composure and then watching her speak um, a couple of weeks ago. Right. And seeing her have the ability to articulate herself and speak on behalf of her family and for her, her dad. And, um, you know, I get emotional even trying to talk about sure. it, but she, uh, you know, she's special and it comes dignity. from and it's carlos you know right. i mean we all like to think we have an impact but that's the, the best representation of carlos is what Alyssa was representing right. in all those moments right right well and you and you think about it you're it's it's the the day that we fear the most you know things happening to our parents and then that day's there uh so you feel like you don't have anything in you you feel like you want to just you feel like there's a part of you could be the weakest that you've ever been. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like your bloodline comes in. Cause that's what I saw with Alyssa. I saw the dignity and that posture of her role in like their, their family circle. Right. And so, you know, again, we, we're, we're talking softball and, and we're preparing these kids for, for the game and for college, but to see that whole thing transpire and to be part of that, because we can't be part of everything. And, and the t nature of our business is it seems like every, Sometimes it's every three months, but six months, a year. We haven't won a year without losing somebody in this organization. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty diverse. We come across, go across the country. Obviously, we want to reach out. And the support from the organization usually is outstanding. So I want to thank everybody, the coaches, the parents, because I, I know, listen, I'm always aware of every dollar that you spend and every dollar that we ask you to spend. But we also have to understand when there's needs and a calling, and it seems like every time we reach out, the Firecracker Nation is there to support strong and and you know, come close to meeting the numbers. It helps out the family and offset costs, you know, and I, that makes me feel really, really good. Um, you know, uh, when I think of Carlos, even right now, it's kind of like Coach Norm. You just say his name and it, you feel it right here. Mm. So it's it's not just talking about something that happened. It's just well, he's still like right me, here. Carlos was, you know, Alyssa never played for me. Um, she always went out of her way to come over and give me a hug, say, hi, how you doing? And Carlos was, to me, was such a humble person. He, he never was one of those dads where you walk up and he's like, hey, did you see Alyssa do this or do that? It's how you doing? How's your team going? How's things going with you? He was never about my kid, and that's rare, to be honest with you. Yeah. Especially when your kid can play 
it's rare that it's not my kid, my kid, my kid. It's how, how's things going with you? How's things going with your family? You know, it was sometimes softball related, sometimes not softball related. The random phone call. How's it going, man? Hey, Carlos, what's going on, bro? Just how, how are things going? That's the way he was. You know, the last time um, I actually spoke to Carlos was Alexa Sams, who's um, been in the organization, is um, his niece. And uh, he called me and he's like, you know, you need to you need to take her you know you need to you know we need to you make this happen and she came to our trash she had a great tryout and we're just trying to figure out the right opportunities because like roman said a lot of times it's not whether or not an athlete's good enough it's just a matter of if we can make sure that they get enough yeah. from what we offer right you know so um you know so alexa plays on our 18s right. and she's had a phenomenal start and so even being able to see her and knowing that Keeps it tight the, keep the tight you know that 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 connection and knowing that that was the last you know, conversation that I had with Carlos was, you know, him trying to tie the families together, right? right. His family, the firecracker family, his softball families, because he loved the sport um, and everything Alyssa and even Alexa is doing, you know, it's, it's just representation of something he loved, right. he, you know? He um, always saw like the good in people. Like he, you could take who, you know, the worst person or whatever and-, and Roman. Yeah, me. And, and he would be like, oh, do you know him? Man, he or her or what, and and he would just promote and push, and and he just saw, you know, it's someone who really truly looked on the bright side of things and had that outlook on life, and and he lived his life that way, at least from what you know, from what we know, and social media and everything is, it was always a party with him, and it was always a good time, great time, and 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 I and 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 I'm jealous of that, you know, I'm jealous because I tend to see, you know, be kind of the pessimist, like, well. You know what? What are they in for? What are they looking? There's, there's, and he just, he was the other way. He just, he that's saw that. kind of the way society is. So then we realized that he, he was, you know, again, his, his purpose. And and however, so often that someone like that comes along, that that was what he did. He lightened things up. It, you know, we're happy when somebody thinks it and feels it, but doesn't say it or show it, just to keep that separation. But it, it really, what you're describing is when we look in the inside, he wasn't faking anything in the outside. He nope. just he just processed everything. So, you know, again, the intentions of the podcast, everything that we try to do with meeting our responsibilities to teach, educate, set examples. So what's, what's the message? There's a message in, you know, obviously the big ones of like, don't sweat the small stuff and don't sweat the things that seem so, you know, important in softball. Um, treat people right. You know, but how about the message to uh, a dad of a of a primetime player? You know, uh, to and, and I say dads, right? So I'll say parents. But come on, guys, like you know, if your daughter's a great player, um, unless you had a really good career yourself, you're going to have a natural kind of inclination to go towards like being really proud of your daughter. And when you put that out there too much and you lose your humility, you have to understand that we're always going to respect your daughter's ability. But we don't like hearing about it all the time. Nobody likes to hear. And I know that nobody, um, it's not that they're bragging, but when you're talking about how proud you are with your daughter and, and then sometimes leveraging, you know, positioning, organizations, teams, different things like that, just be careful because what you do is you lose that very inner core of the thing that we're talking about was so special about Carlos. And in the end, um, if you don't learn the things that are deeper about softball in here, you're never going to have as fulfilling experience, even if your kid is winning the gold medal on the USA team. I've seen it. It's not going to run as deep. And so in the end, no matter what Alyssa ends up doing, uh, going on with the potential she has of, of, of continuing to mature and be a, a, even a greater player, is even if she doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because we've seen what we want all 
of our young women to be. And, and that is way more important. You know, swing it over to a little bit of like our emotional health stuff, right? So how many times, because we just don't know enough about the emotional health part of it, and there's that stigma, and we don't want to know. And we don't want to ask our kids and then have them tell us that they thought about suicide. And like, I get that. That's so, it freaks you out as a parent. But if we don't get to that part of it, and then, you know, well, when can she get back on the field? When she can she get back there and hit? When she can pitch again? And I'm like, bro, like you don't understand, man. Like if, if she checks off those boxes of the suicidal thoughts, none of that matters. Her having two legs and two arms doesn't matter. Like none of that matters. You know, Donnie goes through stuff. And again, it's kind of funny. We start the podcast with what we do, but this is kind of how we go. You know, Donnie deals with the stuff at home and I won't get too much personal, but you as a parent deal with things, Donnie. And I've talked about being a single dad and there's not many of those that I know, but the things that you do for your daughters and your daughter and the, the attentiveness through illness and uncertainty, which when we, any of us experience, it just freaks you out when you, all hours of the night, you don't know what's going to happen and stuff like that. So, you know, if that stuff doesn't keep you grounded. I mean, competition is competition. Softball gets crazy. But man, just keep things in perspective. So I'll finish it with like, Carlos, thank you. Like, really thank you. I'm so thankful that when I look up on this wall and, and some of the, the guys that we were able to experience, but thanks for being part of us, to his family. Uh, knowing that they're still involved with us and 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 we're gonna stay tuned with her story and kind of how she progresses through, through the organization yeah, can't wait too, to, so. to yeah. see her play yeah wanted to make sure that we mentioned though that was really really important so I guess what I'll, I'll, I'll where I'll take it next is since we are talking about helping people um, we're gonna release this podcast at the at about the same time that we release a, a firecracker coaches forum and so coaches forum like a discussion board um, it's really important that coaches that listen to this understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. Because if we don't set guidelines ahead of time, and it's, it would be like giving everyone a car and there's no rules to the road. So it's going to be a mess. And we see what happens when you know there's a, there's a forum and a place for people to express their opinions. And so I want our coaches to know this, is that the Firecracker Coaches Forum is intended to um, be a place that we can share um, build and create success for each other. So the way that we speak to each other, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. There's a lot of different ways to say things. But I, I put in our on our guidelines that we're going to mimic. We're going to digitally. We're going to create a digital environment that mimics the relationships and communication that takes place with us in in, in real life. So the reputations that the firecrackers have that set the example is that even when we deal with tough stuff, even when there's something that we don't like, even when there's a problem, how we talk about it, how we approach it, the way that we give it life di dictates the experience. So if we're gonna start a post with, and we won't, how come we don't, how come they get to, and so you just gotta check yourself. So if I tell you right now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna share ideas and we're gonna help each other and we're gonna build things and we're gonna create success. So the analogy that I use a lot is that old wild, wild west one. You know, Rather than, hey, we're, we're, we're seeking new land, we're seeking new directions, we want to create more resources for our coaches. And I think that if we create this connectivity now to where everything doesn't pass through corporate or Tony, but now there's a recruiting topic, there's a fundraising topic, there's a borrowing firecracker players, right? Do you need to borrow a player? Uh, do you have players available? Hey, we've got a roster of this if you need. So just that networking, um, outside region players wanting to guest and come to Southern California like during the, the uh, recruiting time. Um, 
You know, you're able to host a team or, or a player for work, things like that. But connecting coaches with coaches is is what I want to do. But it's so important that we set the guidelines first. Say it respectfully. Um, you know, when you find yourself getting emotional, don't don't post right away, right? Like sit back. When you post, read your post. You know, read it through. <laughs> you know, and I went through and I just grabbed some guidelines and I looked through some different things. But I tried to come up with some some rules and guidelines that will kind of keep us in the pocket. But what do you guys think about the concept of the coaches forum? I, I think it's I think it's going to be very successful. I, I like it. I like the idea. I know you and I have talked about it for a little bit and kind of bounce some things off of each other. Um, I think it'll be a good way to connect firecracker coaches um, and they can really plug in no matter where you're located and then bounce ideas off because it doesn't matter if you've been coaching for one year or 30 years, you still don't know it all. So to bounce ideas off of each other um, and then you know, reach out to each other in regards to guest players or, you know, uh, if, if you know a, a team is going to be in your region, a firecracker team is going to be in your region playing and you'd like your, you know, your daughter to experience something, you know, reach out and, and it's just a good way to connect people as long as we follow the guidelines to where it's not just, just a bunch of grumpy people post, you know, we, we can support each other and be here for each other. Especially this time of year. This is it's huge. It's, you know, I was just Saturday. talking with Roman before uh, we started this and I've got multiple kids out with concussions, another kid having surgery. All of a sudden, you got two that are POs and pitchers only for those of you not aware of that. Not PO'd, but. But right. basically, I'm down to like 10 position players. It'd be nice. With to a have. roster of what? 16. Yeah. Where 16 used to be a good number, it's kind of light nowadays, yeah. right? Yeah, I won't do that again. I think that's also because of, of the just the diversity, we'll say, of our players that. You know, it's really hard to tell your players you got to be there every week all year long now. Right. So you, we've got to allow a lot of that well, flexibility. So, all right. The, you know, SAT, SAT tests that happen. Homecoming right now. Homecoming. We never just, have a full roster in the fall. Right. I've yet to see our team no. together once. Not right. not one time. Not so so the practice. coach out there with 14-15 wondering what's going on, you're hearing it right now. It's like, look, you have to prepare for these types of things because there are so many testing dates, all different types of things that, that go on. Well, think about it. Let's just go 10, 10, and 10. There's 30 years of experience right there. And so whether it's fundraising, whether whatever it is, practice structure, whatever it is, that, that I want coaches to be able to tap into each other's experience, not have it have to go to a central modem and then, and then back out to everybody, but to connect with everybody, right? So don't be judgmental when you see 19 or 20 kids in someone's dugout. <laughs> well, I think, you know, when it first started happening, it, it was an obvious kind of an easy thing to do. Here's something that's really interesting right now. And, and again, because I'm kind of new to this concept, but you guys have been dealing with these numbers for a long time. You know, to those teams that that uh, have a demand, uh, you know, they can roster 20, 22 players because, you know, the, the program's strong, the team's strong, the culture's strong. So the, then the obvious kind of first layer is like, well, how, how are you going to play 22 kids and 24 kids? How are you, you going to keep all of them happy in your dugout? you got 10 on the field and you got 12 not playing and they're, you, eventually you're going to lose them. And, but what I'm seeing right now is the split is to be able to, to – when you have that full roster, take one roster of commits, put them over here, take a roster of uncommitted, put them over there. I mean, there's some things that we're talking about in the future that are, are, it's going to allow teams that, let's say they're participating in a certain tournament, and we're, what we're used to is like, well, you're in that tournament, then you're not in that tournament. you know. And if you're over here, then they don't like you over there. And it's either or, right? But what could happen now is that really you could be entered in something you've always been entered in, mm -hmm. and then there's something new that comes up, and you just split off that team, Put that those players right there for whatever that needs, and you still you don't have to leave the tournament that you're in. You don't have to anger a tournament director that's 
that's banking everything on who's going to be in their tournament. So really the diversity with a, a 20 plus roster, uh, it's not that we recommend it for everyone, but when you get into that situation, there's ways now to look at it and to slice it up, but it, it's more work, you know, and uh, hey, I'm putting, you know, I'm, the last thing I'm going to do is com not complain, but talk about how many hours I'm going to be on the field this Saturday that I've re-injected <laughs> myself when you guys do this every week, you know, and it's the, it's the 14 hour, 15 hour days and it's kind of crazy. So, um, but I, I'm excited about it. And, and, and the big thing is I, I want people to understand that, uh, like the laws of the road, we just have to understand the etiquette going in because when you make a choice to stay on the high road, the way our reputation has, has been created, you know, we can, we attack the problem, we don't attack the person. So when there's something that needs to be rebalanced, there's something that needs to be fixed, there's something that needs to be better, that's why we're doing this. But then let's talk about it in a way that, you know, hey, they, uh, so Wild Wild West, they have plumbing over there in their town. Let's not say, how come they have plumbing and we don't? No, let's walk over there and let's say, hey, well, we can show you how to make a barbecue if you can show us how to, you know, make some, uh, 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 build our plumbing or whatever that is, right? So let's talk about fundraising. Let's talk about whatever this is. And let's look at it that way. And let's take a look at our neighbor and see what's going on because it's really the experience of, Oh, years of experience of firecracker coaches. I'm not the guy to go to for fundraising. You know, you guys have all been very creative with this. So, uh, so keep your eyes on it and participate. And we'll, we'll, we'll give it six months. Yep. And if everyone can, can understand what it's for and kind of make it work, I think it's going to be really, really helpful. So, uh, so keep your eyes open for that. All right. Next, uh, we got a new partnership. So we brought in New Balance. Okay. And so for me, I want to know how you guys feel about the partnership because, again, when, when you're in my position, usually what happens on our end of it is mandate, mandate, mandate. Well, mandate. I get that. You're the hat company. You, firecrackers, you want special prices for your people, but you don't want to tell them they have to buy it. So what kind of prices are we going to give you? And I'm not asking all of our families to care or understand what it's like on this end of the business structure because for most of my life I didn't care I was the one buying things but now when you're the one providing things you know our structure is always about uh, a win-win-win so win for the provider which in this case would be uh, uh, New Balance well let's start with the win for our families the win for our families is I always try to bring in and we always try to bring in the best product so it's not about people who are entering our arena saying, hey, you know, we, the firecrackers have so many teams and if you sell this many, uh, that would be great for us and you can make this much. Well, yeah, but then if the families don't really like it, that's not a win for them. So the product has to be there and the prices have to be there. So generally when we bring in a partner, we're looking anywhere from 10 to 20 percent uh, reasonable savings. And I think the New Balance website, we're at 25 percent, which is great. Um, the space that's a little bit different for me is I want to put everything around. I want to put lobster on the table. I want to put filet mignon. I want to put it around, but I've got to help people connect to know that it's actually there. So I wanted your thoughts, first of all, on the brand of New Balance, what you've thought, what you've seen of it, what you guys think of it. And the girls, I, I mean, even prior to this year, us getting them, I've had a lot of kids that didn't want to wear, you know, another product. They're like, Coach, are we okay to wear the New Balance? Yeah, go wear what mm -hmm. you want. Um, so the demand was there prior to us even getting it. it, it seems to me from the kids so when i told them that you know we made that made that move and and i'd like them moving forward when you need your next set of cleats you don't have to go get a pair tomorrow but when you're ready for your next set this is what we're going to be getting as a right. team and seeing the first couple girls on our team get them and then parents are like wow those look really sharp they look great with the uniforms 
They and do. why is that? What have they done? What, what you know? You, again, you guys have well, pretty, pretty good taste. So, what has New Balance done to make it? Where, how did they, they create re- visibility? And yeah, they reinvent themselves all the time in regard. They don't have the same style of shoe. Every shoe is different, and that's what I've noticed about New Balance. I mean, they've been in the boys, you know, in MLB or MLB, but baseball for a long for a while now, and now they're getting into softball and have been. But I mean, they're and and I love the fact that. Each shoe is it, it. It stands out. It's you know I like stand out. You know I like something to just pop, and their colors, their you know their quality. The quality of shoe is good, um, and then they have something for every foot. They have their regular shoe and, and everything they make in a wide as well. So a lot of the girls like the wide the wide you know size. So it's not so narrow and constricting on their feet after you've been playing a tournament all day. Your feet get a little bit you know um, swollen mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. Um, the comfort is there, but I, I think I think the shoes just pop. I mean, I like them. They do. Um, and and for coaches, the turfs are are they're looking pretty good, right? <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. Well, Sorry. and there's nothing wrong with a, a little style on what we're doing because again, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have because uh, actually all three of you, I'm I'm the farthest one from this one, but a, a, a coach's persona and the way you present yourself and the way you expect your coaches to look on the field. So I, w- I want to get into that uh, here, but first I want to. You know the feet to the athlete are extremely important. So we've 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 never mandated anything for the feet. Uh, it has to prove itself. Is there a shoe that's in more demand than New Balance, than higher demand? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Not with. We know what's also with. being used. I mean, Mizuno. Uh, um, there's Ringer. a certain amount of ringers, but that that was a decision, knowing that it's it's never going to be 100% of of people wanting or preferring something. But then, okay, do we not create a relationship to the 60 to 75% of people that are already in this pocket? And so, again, that's what I constantly weigh out is how good is the product? What is the demand? Where is the resistance? Why is there resistance? I'm totally fine. And I, I totally understand a preference. There's a shoe that I prefer. The New Balance is, is new to my foot. So there, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm used to something. So when I put myself in our players' and families' positions, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's why, again, we don't, we're not going to mandate it yet. We're going to put it there and try it. The relationship so far with their corporate, so this is not a, you know, we get an email and we sign up and we're part. I mean, these are these are relationships with the corporate office. So we just met with them again this week. So relaxed. It's 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 not about quotas. It's not. It's almost like this new progressive mindset towards even business partnerships too. So it's really kind of relaxed. And and me talking about being appreciative of the price points that we have, which are what mandated programs get. And then them understanding that it's going to take a little while because of the relationship and the respect we have for our families. Okay, so then the downside of that is too many families or coaches don't know that it's there. They don't try the lobster. They don't try the shoe. And then they end up missing out on something. Or they don't know it's here. They like the shoe. And then they're paying more for it, which that's fine if you have the affordability. But what if you don't? Because affordability is a big factor for a lot of people. So I don't move in directions, especially with feet. But I looked at this. And it's strong. It's out there. I asked. I asked. You know, uh, the opportunity just didn't come this year, even though they've really entered our market this year. I've been watching New Balance for mm-hmm. a few years. I mean, I thought they hit it really hard with the major league market, and I, that's where I originally started to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now what it has, it, I see it gives our teams an opportunity to finish their brand at the bottom. I mean, you think about it. We're, we're good from the top. We've got a ton of hats. We've got the visors. We've got the uniforms. We've got over 100 different combinations. But the first time I saw a picture of a whole team 
with, let's say, red and white new balances, I realized that now what we did is we finished the brand on the bottom of it. So, Sean, talk a little bit about, you know, I, I think that that's important to you. You know, presentation is important to you. you. What do you expect of your coaches, the way you like your team to work? So, Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I'm kind of a girl, so when it comes to, that's why I dress like one in Halloween back in the day. But, you know, looking good matters to me. So I want our teams to look good, our coaches. So, you know, we send out text messages on Friday and, and our coaches will know, you know, what they're wearing for that day. So, so tell, tell me how that starts. That. So the coaches out there that, you know, and again, I would be one of those. What a great concept, right? So how do we even get that started? Because is there pushback? It's a bro, I don't, uh, or it's just everyone's on board. You're just taking care of them. How are they buying it? Are you incorporating team budget? You're just telling them what they get. So how, how do you build it? You know, I, I try and remember back probably when, when I first started thinking that way, but um, you know, even all the way back, it was just like, you know, here's, I, I budget in coaches apparel. So we'll make sure that the guy's getting some shirts and there's days where we're polos, other times it's just dry fits or whatever. But, um, you know, the bigger the event, the bigger the games. Maybe you're not talking $3,000 a year, just no, a few but we bucks. budget into the team fees. Right. And, and it's a reasonable expense. Right, because coaches, I mean, they're putting in a lot of time, a lot of effort. And so the ability for them to be able to be provided with something and then the, you know, the ability to look good, right? right? So we connect with our players, we connect with our, you know, with the, the look of our team. Um, you know, so again, I, I know some people may have made fun of it over the years, but you know, we've always, I've always looked at it as kind of, again, a, a stylistic type of a thing. Fun of it only because it's an observation, but oh, sure. in, in, re, in reality, it's sharp yeah. and, it, and it looks good. And I tell you, I mean, when's, when's the one time, I'm, I'm like the, I'm the worst, I'm the one that needs this education. So when's the one time we would even try to match would be a national television game and mm. we still don't even come close. We might, have, <laughs> we might have two coaches of the same. So that's, that's a page out of, for me to learn from too. And, and coaches, put it in your, put it in your budget. You know, put it in your budget and, and, yeah. and take care of your guys. Hats, so. shirts, you know, all that, you know. I mean, I even, I love these, those hitting jackets, you know. The, those. So these are the new eras that the I first era. saw on Coach Rob Weil. And, you know, again, even with batting jackets, for the longest time we had a hard, there are a couple items that Reagan uh, has had trouble finding the right one mm -hmm. because we want cost effectiveness mm -hmm. uh, and we want, but we want quality as well. And so batting jackets, bucket hats, there's, there's some different items out there that have been tough. Uh, I saw this on Rob, uh, probably a, it was probably a couple months ago, two or three months ago. And just when, when you did that, just a, a different feel. So I'm really proud. I mean, they, they, the, the ladies work really hard. Julian and Reagan, they work really hard on designing and, and kind of bringing in vendors. And again, trying to meet all the different aspects of things because it's not just the women. I want you to feel great about what you're wearing. And, and obviously with the, with the ladies of our organization, we want that as well too. So, so with, the, with the website, um, the best way to find the website, if you're, if you're like me and you don't bookmark things and things like that, you can always go to firecrackersoftball.com. There's a New Balance article on there. You'll see the red logo on it. Click on the article, and then there's a link in there that takes you right to the store. Mm -hmm. But right there, I just gave you three steps. So once you get to that link, bookmark it, have it, have it there in your, in your browser, and you can you and, just, you just pull And it the up. shipping and everything has been quick, at, at least <laughs> in my experience, because um, I've ordered from that link a couple times. Um, I even bought my son some shoes off that link, and in the next, you know, you know, three, four days two later, days. yeah, two days, yeah, yeah, three days. So service has been great because it's that's the other awesome. part of it, right? So you got the product, right, and you got the process, you got yep. the, the people. So you, you know, people have heard that before, but there. So uh, Lauren, who's been working with us, uh, she's been outstanding because again, we're building something. This wasn't a model they brought in that they've executed all over the place. This is something that's new with grassroots club organizations that are growing and things like that. So they've done a really good job with it. And the advantage here to us on the West. So I'll explain this. With the shoes, 
the uh, the shoes are the inventory is based out of here out of the west coast so it's in Ontario so boom look where you live and so you're getting something at your house boom. really really fast boom. so when you're listening now in Texas and North Carolina don't think it's gonna be boom in in uh, 24 it might be a couple days but if you look at our New Balance website, we have a lot of uh, firecracker embellished items. So there's there's apparel on there as well too. Okay, so it's not I just it's not just players' cleats and turfs. All right, it is women's running shoes and and casual shoes. It's men's turfs and running shoes. It's firecracker apparel of, with New Balance apparel with embellished with firecracker logos on it. Take a look at that. Even when you see the the images, you'll see their digital images. It's not like a it's, it's a it's a real image, but it gives you an idea. And then there's also on the bottom of it New Balance items without firecracker stuff. So look, use the website. Um, if you like what's on there, New Balance is a good product. Share it with your friends and families, and 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 let them enjoy it. And then give us your feedback. So the last thing I will say about that is that. Um, if you have a picture that says, hey, I, I, I wear these, and I like your comment because this is basically what came from their corporate, some point this year, try a pair. I mean, my gosh, if you tried a pair and you're so angry and it was your last uh, 63 bucks, you know, and now you're not eating, write Coach Tony. You're going to have to prove it, but I'll, 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 we'll, we'll take care of that, right? Try a pair. And let's say there's something about, so this is to players now, there's something about the shoe that you don't prefer let us know they want to know you said it they put their effort into mm -hmm. a shoe this isn't a company moving product for volume sales this is a company that cares about the experience you have with their product the pictures are going to be the ones that so when you let us know because how would you like to know how would you like it to know that your opinion matters to the company and then when next year's shoe comes out if there's a little alteration so now you're part of the building process kind of goes back to what we we're talking with the coaches forum right you can say what you don't like and take a certain tone with that or you can be part of the next phase of it and kind of bring it in and introduce it so everything that we're doing with all of the uh, I, I've asked this before let me know what is in high demand out there that we don't have um, and let's see if we can do something to offset costs for for our families the last conversation I just had recently was with pocket radar because we want to uh, you know roll out and kind of attack the pitching industry right now to give more pitchers value and have them feel better about themselves so so we'll see what happens with that in the future too so take a look at it and then please just give us your feedback and then I will give everyone a heads up right now that more likely than not unless something takes a real funny turn that we will mandate this this shoe next year because I feel like with the savings and what they've pushed forward to us and this grace period of you know, I don't think this way, but the danger is if we don't deliver, we, we really screwed up on our end. If, if right. Tony Rico does not know how to market, you know, uh, professionally, so if I don't get this across to you and those sales aren't there, New Balance is like, hey, this is our agreement. It, it, it's not like that, but we have a responsibility to make sure that we support. And if for whatever reason, any of our products, any of the companies, you know, let's say two years ago, uh, this product was great and now it's crap, or in your mind, the, 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 the makesmanship or whatever it is is not there, let us know and let us know because that integrity is, is really important. We go to bat for our players, we go to bat for our families, we go to bat for coaches, we go to bat for other organizations, we go to bat for this industry. I mean, there's a lot of things that we try to um, make sure that we, we are part of the good building part of that process. So um, anything else on that? It's all good, right? All good. All right. Hey, what do we got this weekend? Um, so second year of the organizational challenge, mm -hmm. right? 
Oh, the on, yeah, on yeah. deck. On deck. I, I was thinking Bat Buster Firecracker. So that's that's, no, that's that's no, November. that's November second, yeah, yeah. and then we'll touch upon that uh, real quick as well. So just a, another eighteen hour day for you this weekend. Yeah, yeah seven, <laughs> seven. Be there about seven, and out of there about ten. But what what do you? What, what I like about this weekend is that it's different, right? So the Alistair's, again, very credible, uh, gr great family, uh, highly respected. But just the attempt to meet the need of the industry in how we present players. So getting creative, with, obviously with Travis is very prog uh, progressive in his mindset. Uh, did you guys like it last year? Yeah. 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 So, so what do you know about it? What's the, what's the format? What's the, what do you know your team's going to be doing? Well, it, each organization is able to build teams, rosters of up to 15 players 15. Um, that are uncommitted. So, um, and then there's also a camp that correlates with it. And so on Saturday, each team is getting anywhere from two to three games and then the camp portion as well. So you're basically doing your on-deck stuff within some games and it's, you know, athletes that could be, you know, freshmen up to senior, right. you know, that are, that are uncommitted. Because the recruiting window and pocket is Changed. a lot bigger now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, we're, I think last year, you know, we had a lot of um, freshmen, sophomore, and this year it's kind of more sophomore, junior. So just already as the years have pushed away from the rule change, uh, you know, we have a lot more athletes in the junior class, and we even have a, a couple seniors that are going to be participating in this, um, you know, due to the rule change. And, and it's, it, it, I think that's great because with the previous format, with all of the early commits, to be an uncommitted senior, even though it still worked out for them, boo, you're talking right. down to the wire, and you know it was rough. So I like the fact that the between the portals now and the the constant movement, um, that there's access to programs like you know through all all three years. There's there's and I think oh, the old money that was promised out to early verbals, like there a lot of schools are almost caught up with that. In the next year or so, it should yeah. be uh, you shouldn't have to factor in that money has been promised to a freshman in high school you know, right and even yeah. though they won't talk to him for a couple of years now so. it's it's the the because the recruiting has changed it kind of has changed these events as well kind of like sean was saying so it's great that derek and joanne the alistairs have kind of adapted and and now you know and hopefully the rest of the industry will follow suit in that you know this weekend kids are going to play a couple games as well as get a camp as well as having games at different facilities outside of that event so it's going to be exciting. Um, last year was super successful. The first year, if you remember it, it rained and and that was the only was location. Only, but it didn't it rain at Rosetta. That was, it was the only location. The only location it didn't rain. Was yeah. was amazing. Like that turnout. So, but I think it was a great year to kick it off. And so now it just carries momentum. And from the texts and phone calls that we've received, yeah, lots of schools. It's going to be crowded this weekend, which is great. And I'm excited for our girls and and. Um, all the other girls in our organization and in softball in general. I think it's going to be fun. But going back to the recruiting rule change, you're right. It's it's juniors and seniors, even uncommitted seniors now can breathe a little bit better than there's not all that pressure because, like you said, you know, three years ago it was like, oh, we have no money in the 2020 class because it's all promised to a bunch of sixth graders or seventh graders, you know, whatever. <laughs> but now it's getting caught up to where you're saying now it's like, okay, we know we do have a lot. And, and for any seniors out there listening, again, and I know it sounds cliche when people say don't panic, don't, but we're still getting, we get calls all the time from kids that are uncommitting or decommitting, I should say, or not going to sign their letter of intent, or their grades aren't working out, or they didn't uh, do their clearing through the NC2A, or they haven't passed their SATs yet. And, and so we're getting calls like, hey, do you have a 2020 this or a 2020 that or a 20? And, you know, 
I got so one yesterday. You got, I got one yesterday so as well. The wheel keeps spinning. It's so it goes round and round. It's out right? there, you, and everyone will get. Will, will, if you want to play softball at the next level, you can do it. So to really reassure people again, again without guidance and without experience in front of you, and you're playing this whole recruiting game with the emotional card, you're, you're good luck. You know, yeah. you, you see your doctor and. And, and your pharmacist and everything else. So this this guidance is also to reassure you that for as uh, unpredictable as things are, because things are changing so often, that there's there's something in the middle of that that still is there that kind of works. You know, and I think about this weekend too, is it is it that the format is so perfect? No, because the format can, will continue to have to change. I think it's just the fact that there's something different. Right, because because things get stale very very fast in softball. So being progressive minded, kind of staying on the front end of it, I think is is important too. And they are they are great people. So so that's coming up this weekend. So it's going to be um, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. And then a couple of weeks we've got the Batbuster Firecracker event. So last year, what we did was uh, we pulled in a lot of teams and. Uh, I think we did like a 9,000 kid camp or something like that. It was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was, it was meet 9, the masses. 9,013. 13. Yeah. <laughs> and it was meet the masses, right? Meet the masses. So, so again, we, Mike and I talked about this this year and we put ourselves in the positions of, you know, if we're college coaches, uh, if we're a uh, uh, coach of a, of a team in, in the organization, uh, you know, where, where, who, are, who did we meet first? Whose demands, what needs are we meeting? So last year, in housing the camp, not act, uh, uh, adding any additional costs with it, the money that we, we had saved the teams with that. This year, we're gonna completely flip it. Um, we're not gonna run a big major camp this year because, because again, I think that softball right now has a lot of, a lot of, uh, there's a hundred something out there to see 13 you know, that you really want to see. So we're going to, we're thinking of something a little different right now. We're, we're thinking of creating two hour slots and two hour slots that we will identify from the top, which game slots and which teams, which it could be, it could be uh, two firecracker 16s, could be a Batbuster firecracker 16s, 14s, but within that two hour frame, we could do whatever we want. It'll appear on the schedule as a, and I know we just kind of, uh, Mike just kind of filled Travis in on this, so he probably doesn't listen anyways. I don't want to freak him out with that. We're <laughs> kind of moving ahead of him. But the two-hour frame, what I want to look at is those two teams, we can decide what we want those teams to do. Hmm. So let's say within those two teams, there are 13 slappers. Well, we can take the first 15 to 20 minutes of that time slot and flip them a ball, get the stopwatches, figure out, yell out times, and we can we can get a gauge on them. Maybe a first or third. You know, how how do we continue to create measurements and testing that are specific and productive and things that we want to see that are pertinent to like what we would need from kids on the field? So we could do an hour pre-workout. You know, we can do a half hour of defense. You know, uh, baseball infield takes how long before they? Oh boy. 15 minutes, yeah, it, right? It, it, 15 it, minutes it, to take an infield. Just, hit an infield in 15 minutes, so both teams hit an infield. Maybe Mike and I go and hit infield to a couple of teams. We got a few guys that can handle fungos here. So basically, the, the diversity and the creativity in the two-hour slots to do whatever we want. We could, we could have two teams practice for two hours. We could have two teams do an hour workout and an hour of our live play. We can go regular game format. We can do our four-pitch deal. And these are, honestly, these are things we've been doing internally yeah you know with our 18s or 16s with teams and on in the umbrella where we bring in two teams and it can be an hour of developmental stuff right into an hour of gameplay right. 
don't need umpires. There's a lot of different things that you could do to get creative. And I mean, it's, 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 to me, it's been one of the benefits of our program is many being able to kind of house everything and not having to go outside to find what we need. We and it, and it, 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 it keeps it fresh, right? Yeah. It keeps it fresh. So, you know, and, and listen, and there's somebody else that likes consistency and, and, and something, and there's that too, but we're, there's so many needs right now that need to be met in softball that, uh, you know, Creative people, you, you need those. You need planners, you need people that can execute. So you need, you know, and you need the people that can draw people in, you need the people that can execute the, 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 the minutia of field prep, you know. Minutia. Uh, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's I'm, spelling. that. You know, I'm gonna I'm go look that minute, up. Minute I'm gonna have to look that up when we get home, <laughs> when I get home. M-I-N-E, mine. Usha. 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 Yeah. Usha. Didn't he Doc. play for the Dolphins? <laughs> so shit, Donnie. <laughs> so so that being said it's it's the it's the staff and everyone that you have around because it mm -hmm. goes down because every person involved with the operation affects the operation you know every little thing and that's really really important so uh so that's coming up in a, in a couple of weeks and then i'm going to uh i guess i'll announce it here but that's just for everyone across the country we pulled the florida event off the board um there are just some things going on regionally and listen we we want to create but you never want to like force things out there and be pushing things and and, and i never you know we've got to um create communication, enlighten people, inform people. But last thing I'm ever going to do is feel like I'm talking you into something, you know. So we pulled the Florida event out this year. Uh, we're going to revisit it and say, okay, so, you know, if we do another Southeast event, what, what is in the pocket and what do our Southeast people really want to be part of and what do people want to travel to? Because, again, uh, you know, creating new events and new weekends is hard because we're, we're budget-wise, we this is an expensive fall again, right? It's oh, a, it's, it's a, it's it a real, it's real expensive fall. <laughs> so, uh, any uh, you guys doing any traveling this fall? Anything? We're going to uh, Texas to uh, going the bombers. To the bombers. Yeah. Uh, so we're really excited camp. about it. It's been uh, so Scott Smith, great guy. Big response from coaches that are uh, let us know that they're going to be out there. So, um, you know, we haven't, you know, we haven't done Diamond Nine for the last three years since the rule mm -hmm. change you know we'd been doing that so this is the first time out of california mm -hmm. in in the fall mm -hmm. in like three or four years mm -hmm. um so but i'm super excited about it just from the response of schools and and you know, kind of the attendance and the opportunity to play some different teams and different yeah. look and the kids are all excited because they're going on the road and you know get to stay in hotels and you know all that kind of stuff so it's um, scott does I'm, a great job yeah no, I'm, I'm, that's probably the event I'm most excited about in regards to just because it's different, right? Mm -hmm. Doing something a little bit different. So Learn what you can. Yeah. Steal what you can from Scotty. He's, Plagiarism, he's greatest a, form yeah, of flattery. We work, we, we, work well, <laughs> we work well together. And he's a guy that, that get, he's, a, he's a great comrade. We, we're working together on some bigger fronts out there for the whole industry. But um, that's something that I eventually would love to get out there and see it as well, too. Because so, so I'm really glad to and be here. I, I think, too, as, as, as the recruiting rules change and things move and evolve and, 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 and change we can also alter our, you know like you yeah. threw out the florida event last year you went out there you and you know we if if we keep one of the things that sean and i have talked about and met about is you know if we keep going to this the same events every single year at the same time with the same colleges and the same thing then our kids will keep going to the same schools and not that that's a bad thing right. but why not throw something in there different you don't have to re, yeah you know and and we're 
pretty much we're sticking the script for for our recruiting fall season. But we threw that in there, like, well, let's go out there and let's see what Scott. You know, Scott's been trying to get us out there for a while, and and um and his event has proven to be always good and successful. And so we're excited to go out there and just to introduce our kids, our firecracker kids, to a whole different region of coaches that aren't on the West Coast. So your your, your Midwest, your South coaches, you know. And, so you're, and you're doing. I did Houston about two years ago, and there was tons of schools out there yeah. that I never see on the West well, Coast. Well, and the, the, the Ronald McDonald tournament, you know, the Triple Crown this tournament weekend. out there, that that's a great mid-major tournament. You know, you, you look at, you know, the glamour is like with the elite and the top whatever, right? But the reality is the majority of all of our stuff is is... 95% of what is common out there. And there is real value to all of those players. And uh, listen, JC, D3, D2, uh, mid-major, school is school right now. I mean, that's, boy, people, I tell you, you get an opportunity to offset your costs in school. It doesn't matter where. Uh, I, watched, uh, I watched a little piece on a guy talking about how much tuition has increased versus how much our wages have increased in the last 25, 30 years. So tuition increase, our wages increase. Nowhere near the same. It's so hard, so much tougher to be affordable for so many families. And so, and this might be another podcast of like, you know, creating futures and finding the pocket of what you're meant to do, being able to provide, and at what costs, at what cost, you know, if the only road is to, uh, you know, provide for yourself and then maybe be paying off I want their I want their loans to be paid off for their houses, you know, yeah. and not into their education for their forties, and that's a whole other conversation. So any chance that you get to offset your cost, school is school, people. And I think this year they announced that um, student loans have now hit the trillions with the T trillion trillions. So we are now our, our kids are starting off, our 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 children who are now you know now adults they're starting off adulthood, not with a mortgage but with student loans in in the trillions like then to, to the me, mortgage then to the mortgage so they're kind of bred and taught to always be in debt right. and it's it's really bad but the Sad. when 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 b in billions turns to trillions it it just that's the number is crazy and that's proven i don't i don't want to speak the number cuz it's wrong but i want to say it's something like 18 trillion dollars okay. in student loans now 70% of of uh you know, college grads in their 30s are like, hey, we're happy. And that's just the path. Then, then okay, then that's the message, right? Is that what we're hearing? No. I, nope. I, don't, nope. I, I don't hear that. So, again, we, you know, how much can we do in our lifetimes that we can? Sometimes it's just a story. Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, uh, I'm a Cal State Los Angeles graduate. Uh, I don't hear a lot of people going, I can't wait to be a, a Golden Eagle. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, so where I went to school was not – uh, in a lot of people's mind, prestigious or glamorous. We're on the east side of L.A., not the west side of L.A. But in the end, what I got out of that experience and then what we bring to the table as far as what makes us successful, and, 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 and trust me, I'm not downplaying the, the college education because the original part of this was like, wherever money comes from, don't be a snob. Like, don't be a snob. Like, look, look at an opportunity to offset your cost because that's really, really important. And I think the last thing I, I, I want to mention just on recruiting is that um, – I think it's important for everyone to understand that they have value. You know, the window's always moving around. So don't freak out, you know, do the things. The experience gained by um, our players in just writing emails, you know, handshaking, presenting yourself, going to the camps that you can afford because, my gosh, don't take out loans to send your kids to camps. You know, and I get it. How is she going to be seen? Everyone else is going. 
I, I get that. Again, an, another conversation we'll have. But the opportunities that are there. So, uh, so just stay tuned because I'd like to consider us progressive. And whether we figure it out or not, we're always trying, right? On the note of the of the uh, camps too. Sometimes parents maybe talk to your coaches before you send your kid to the camp. Yeah. Because more more often than not, I'll find out. Oh, she went to the this camp and this camp. Why? Because yeah. because we're very proactive. Right. This culture and industry is extremely proactive. They and mean, so, being in the firecrackers, parents utilize your resources. I think that that's really important. Okay, we got about two minutes left because uh, Roman's got a private plane. He's got to jump on and he's got to head out of here to another <laughs> yeah, event. He's got a speaking yeah. engagement, I think, in Vegas or something. Nice. Um, Quickly, tell us what's going on with, uh, like, Brashere Culture. You've got some things going on on Wednesday nights now. you got some workouchs. you got Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. Okay. So Tuesday nights at Rosetta. Um, it's been fun. It's been different. We've been able to create some opportunities for everybody to get a taste of different people and different aspects of learning. So uh, Mike Smith, uh, Steve Harrington, uh, Mark Thornburg, uh, Taylor Koenig. You know, we're still trying to get Doug out there, uh, but he has, like, 6,000 lessons every night. So... It's hard to get Dougie out there, but we've done, you know, some pitcher catcher nights, uh, some mental training, as well as, well as the infield outfield agility kind you, of stuff. You're mixing it up. You're not, hit, you're not sticking it, with just exactly. So it's been different. We've been down to San Diego. Mark and I went down there two weeks ago. Mark's still doing his stuff on Tuesdays in La Mirada. So pretty much on a Tuesday night, you know, we have different ways for people to have opportunities to to get some workouts in and and to grow their game. And it's been it's been real fun. And it's not just firecrackers. No, no, no. we open it up to allow. We try to um, minimize the outside number, but we'll we'll take anywhere from you know ten to fifteen kids, just so you know we're we're making sure that they have opportunities. And we've had a lot of you know we've had rec ball kids, you know different things of aspects for kids coming out to, to work out. So it's been really good, Great. a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. Keep it keep us posted. Yeah. And congratulations on your new gig and a that's why I'm local wearing red around modern, here, modern, modern, modern day, modern day yeah. high school coach yes. here. So <laughs> so don't dress as a priest for holiday. <laughs> Kind of back, I know I'm probably going to get one. fired now you know, if they exactly, listen to this know, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think the cameras weren't on at the beginning, which no, is right. why we're all laughing when the cameras did start rolling, so. <laughs> All right, listen, guys, once again, thank you again, your, your input, experience, uh, we'll call it knowledge, and but I like the humor part of that. So looking forward to what you guys wear for Halloween this year, and uh, we'll get you back in here in the next couple of weeks. We'll wrap up the fall, kind of uh, do a fall wrap-up, and then we'll, yep. we'll, we'll hit it hard again. All right? All right. Thanks, you guys. We'll see everybody next time. Thank you.